0: once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles once again and turn back to Jonah chapter 3. We're going to begin reading again in verse number 4. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4. The Bible says, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed to fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent, and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that He had said that He would do unto them, and He did it not. So far this week, we've looked at how Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed the fast. In other words, they, they took the message seriously. Yesterday, we looked how they humbled themselves before God. Now that it's necessary for us to do the exact same things if we're going to be able to be saved. We see that they cried to God. It says, it says, and cry mightily unto God, let them turn everyone from His evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. They cried to God, they turned from their way, and they trusted They cast themselves, maybe I could say, to the mercy of God. They knew they didn't deserve it. Whatever came was what they were going to have to take because they deserved judgment and they knew it. But yet somehow, some way, and where they heard from it, whether it was Jonah preaching to them or whether it had been just hearing about the stories from Israel from before, somehow this king knew that just a little bit about God, enough to understand that maybe there was mercy that could be had. That amazes me that they knew that. It it had to either come from Jonah, although we see Jonah didn't want it to happen. It had to either come from him or it came from somewhere else. But somehow they knew that there was mercy to be had. All of this has really just been introduction I want to show you what the repentance did in their lives. I've, I've told you what they've done, but now I want to focus in just, just a little bit more. And give you just really just a simple outline on what repentance ought to do, what repentance, true repentance will do in your life. First of all, I see this. Repentance caused a change of heart. Repentance caused a change of heart. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When God deals with a heart, when a person is truly repentant, that repentance is a heart change. It is a turning in the heart away from what you are doing to God. A perfect example of this is found in Thessalonians how it says that the, the Thessalonians they turned to God from idols you can't hold on to both when they heard the truth of God's word they knew that they were guilty they knew that they deserved the judgment of God because of their sin, there was no getting away from that the change was done in their heart see a lot of people they think that repentance is is simply emotion or sorrow they think repentance is just guilt and sorrow now let me let me say this true repentance As Brother James Jones says, I should say Dr. James Jones, um, he said it encompasses both the emotions and the will. I thought that was a good quote. But some people, they think repentance is simply just like a state of emotion of this heavy sorrow and heavy guilt that they just can't get away from. I want to say this, when people come to God, you need to be very, very careful about measuring your experience to somebody else's experience. God deals with people differently, People, people's personalities are different, some have lived in great deep sin, others, some children haven't been out in the world that much. That guilt and that sorrow may not be as heavy on some as it is on others. Like a child, some just receive it simply by faith. They didn't have a whole lot to be worried about. They just realized that they were condemned and they deserved it. For the other, you know, maybe that drunkard that's been in sin for years and years and years and years, when he sees it, he he's burdened down, he, he understands how heavy his sin is, how awful he's been, Maybe it's a little bit different for him. But I want to be clear on this. Repentance is not just a temporary change of emotion. You see, there's been a lot of people that think they have that think they are repentant. They come to God and they, they ask. I mean, it looks so good on the outside. They feel that weight and that guilt of sin. And they ask Christ to come into their heart. But here's the problem. All it was was just a temporary change of emotion of emotions that, that passed away pretty quickly. and the re, there There's never any evidence or fruit in their life as they go on. But, oh, they're saved, they say. They asked God. They prayed that prayer. They felt that weight. I'm not trying to make fun of it. But I promise you, when God moves in the heart, there is a change That is permanent. May I say it's not just a temporary change of thought. Or a period of questioning that they're going through. It's not just a change of belief. Oh, I believe that Allah was God and now I... Or or that, you know, Muhammad was his prophet or all that. I believed in Islam. Now I believe in Christianity. Just a change of belief we've already been on that somewhat is it intellectual or is it heart belief are you truly trusting in God in your heart you see God sees the heart what a person looks like and manifests or feels on the outside what they say is not always a perfect representation of what's in their heart brother Jones also said this and if you end up getting books, I would suggest you getting his book on the doctrine of repentance by Dr. James Jones Jr. It's very good, just well laid out on on really the whole doctrine of repentance and just the importance of it. I, I would challenge you to get it if you could and read it, because he does a much better job of explaining it than even I can. But God's looking on the heart. He said this in his book. He said that many are wanting to be delivered from the wrath of God, but not from the pleasure of their sin. That is not repentance. It's an impossibility. When God saves you from His wrath, He also saves you from sin. And the person that's still wanting to live in their sin and go on in their sin, but they want to have the get-out-of-hell-free card, it don't work that way. That is not repentance. There was not a true change of heart there. There was not true godly sorrow in their life. It was an outward sorrow. Sorry over the consequences, not sorry that they did the actions. I hope that makes sense. God sees the heart. They say there was not only a a change of heart, but there was a change in their attitude. See, I believe that repentance, it's it, the repentance is that change of heart, a heart turning from my sin to God. But there was a change of an attitude that was manifested immediately as well that evidenced it. There was fear. A fear of God. A fear of that wrath and judgment that they knew they were about to efface. There is next to none of that today. There is no fear of God. I believe it's in the Psalms. It says the Lord looked out From heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did fear, that did seek after God. There wasn't any. There was none that sought after God. There is hardly anybody that fears God today. That's both in professing Christians and sinners alike, sadly. That's something Nineveh had. One of the evidences of true repentance is a fear of God knowing that my sin has me condemned before God. It was godly sorrow. I quoted this verse the other other day or read it, rather. But 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Psalms 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalms 51 verse 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart. O God, Thou wilt not despise. You know, there's not really a lot of brokenness in today's age either. There's that no fear before God and there's no brokenness over sin. Godly sorrow is a sorrow that, not sorry that you got caught, but sorry that you did it in the first place. Realizing the awful wickedness of it before the thrice holy God. It's like the child when he disobeys his parents and realizes that he hurt his parents and it breaks his heart. Not sorry because he got caught, but sorry that he hurt his parents. That's the kind of sorrow we're talking about. We ought to be sorry, not that we got caught in our sin, but rather that we've offended a thrice holy God, somebody that loves us with all his heart, and yet we would sin right in his face. We'd have the audacity to do that. See, the change in attitude, where they once had no fear of God, now they feared Him. Where they once didn't care whether they sinned or not, they enjoyed it, now they had godly sorrow over their sin. A broken heart, a contrite heart. They were tore up because of their sin. This is the change in attitude that is manifested in a truly repentant heart. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621, Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.